and we are live so welcome all our new and well only our new viewers to our very first official episode of made for failure starring nathan howdigy and mr what do you call yourself uh felix wayne you're not gonna go by your real that nah nah that's cool okay so felix nathan and felix you know so so what what is our first topic, Senor? What what are you gonna get us into today? So I had this idea while I was eating scrambled eggs the other day. Was it good? Yeah, it was it was real good. I got a cast iron pan, so that that's been nice. Do so, you cook your egg hold on. I I'm curious about this. Do you cook your eggs in olive oil or butter? Olive oil. Ah, you are a shit person. Why? Re real men cook their eggs in butter or lard. Olive oil is for piss babies. Alright. Fine. Fine. Butter is the better contender. However, oh. olive oil just works better on a cast iron pan. Especially when it comes to seasoning. Really? Yeah. That's what I've noticed. Because butter, butter kind of stays a lot longer than it should. Cause for but does doesn't that improve flavor? It it makes your next few dishes taste of butter, and sometimes you don't want that. Mm. So using a more neutral oil is a mm -hmm. is the better choice in my opinion. But I don't know the science of that. I just know that if I cook next time, it's going to taste. It's going to have a hint of butter. So you're saying you sacrifice flavor for because you just don't clean your dishes. I do clean my dishes. Okay, then, but but obviously not. You just said that it's going to taste of butter, which implies that you don't wash your cast iron skillet. I kind of wash it. You're disgusting. Alright. I kind of wash it, but, like, not too much. I, I, like, if I'm using an oil, like, I'll use, like, a layer of, like, butter or oil depending on what I use to like season the top of it mm -hmm. that way it doesn't like it doesn't feel inconsistent but let, oh. me, let me check real quick am I supposed to use butter for seasoning all I'm hearing is that you don't wash your cast iron skillet I don't wash it as deeply as I wash my other dishes well, yeah, other dishes, you just rinse them with soap. You scrub it, and then you rinse it. Cast iron skillet needs to be treated with care. Yeah, it needs to be treated with care. Okay, apparently you don't use butter or olive oil to season it. Okay, so okay. so either way, either way, you're doing something <laughs> wrong. We're, we're both wrong. Well, see, I don't use a cast iron skillet, though. Then why are you lecturing me on it? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not lecturing you on your cast iron skillet. I'm lecturing you on your method of cooking eggs. Okay. okay sometimes. Wait, actually, I have a weird question. Are you the type to put like milk or cream into your eggs? It depends. Depends. Yeah. So like, if I'm making, if I'm making like quick scrambled eggs, I might put cream like a little bit of milk in it just to make it a little bit fluffier if i'm in a rush but like if i'm sitting there trying to make the most delicate french omelet i can i i prefer like nothing just butter and the egg because then i can like use my magic you know because the cream gets in the way 
the cream kind of does get in the way because you gotta mix that in too already while the eggs are cooking mm-hmm. like I've seen Gordon Ramsay do it like you've seen that video right yeah how to make scrambled eggs yeah that shit was so extra okay I've actually made the eggs like that before and they're actually really good it's just not fat like some people like Gordon Ramsay does it in like 3 minutes but for me it takes like 20 minutes yeah same same cause I feel like I gotta be delicate and very specific with my motions while for him it's just Tuesday mm-hmm. there's also this other egg recipe like a French some French chef named Ludo or something he made this like super fancy French right it's super delicate and it literally takes me 40 minutes to make it because like I'm literally turning on and off the heat every second because I have to get it so delicate to like make it it's literally like cloth, like you're folding clothes. That's how delicate it has to be. Wait, so, okay. So you have to keep folding it over itself? Uh, kind of. It's like you gotta scramble it first, right? It's like super delicately scrambled. And then you like spread it across the pan, right? So you gotta make it super flat, kind of like a crepe. And then like I'm constantly taking it on and off the heat because I don't want it to burn, but at the same time, it needs to be solid enough that you can fold it in on itself, you know? Okay, yeah, that that does make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, the guy who made it, it took him, like, 10 minutes, but for me, it's, like, 40 minutes. Like, every time I make one of these, I'm, like, stressed, and I'm all red and sweaty. It's, like, I kind of don't like making them anymore. That just sounds stressful, man. Like, for for a chef's life like i feel like if they do that every morning that must be just a pain i mean they're good at their job though you know it's like artists it's like some people it takes them like a week to do something and then other people can do the exact same thing in an hour it just depends on your talents i just think that's just uh maybe you're right maybe to them it's breathing for us it's just uh another day of slaving away at making food for me, it's panic death. I don't know. Nothing beats an old tortilla and some scrambled eggs and some cheese. That's true. And a little bit of cholula. What is that? Oh, God. You've never had cholula? No. No. Okay, so, um, you know when you go to a Mexican restaurant and they have those little, or- they have those orange bottles of salsa, like the salsa itself is orange, and then they have those little wooden caps? Oh, uh, yeah. Those are for toppings, yeah, that, right? Yeah, th- that's Cholula. That's like a classic. That's a staple. You know, I put that on everything. Is it savory or sweet? Oh, it's definitely savory. It's it's uh, salsa. It's a little bit spicy, mm. but not really. I'll have to try it sometime. There's a lot of Mexican cuisine I have not tried. If I'm being honest here, I've never tried chorizo. Like, Ew. it looks good. But okay, I've never uh, had the opportunity. I was going to call you uncultured, but I can't because um, one time we went to this burrito place and they had these uh, chorizo burritos. And like the chorizo there, it it was like, it was like slimy and wet and super spicy. And like, it was horrible, right? But apparently it's like super good chorizo. I'll be honest, the best chorizo I ever had was vegan chorizo vegan I'm not even lying 
oh man vegan food always is a hard hit or a hard miss you know mm-hmm. and i've had more misses than hits so see, this must be good see it's good right my dad is like an amazing chef and when we were younger we used to get this vegan chorizo for a while i didn't even know it was vegan because it was just good you know and then he would like make it in uh the uh, chilaquiles and like scrambled eggs and it was amazing you know and no no chorizo has never ever come close to it did your dad make it or wait your dad didn't make it right you went somewhere to buy it yeah my dad bought it and then made it in his food oh okay okay that was like uh like some sort of local thing no no my dad doesn't have a secret vegan chorizo recipe although that you could make a good business off that if you did i'll be honest we've thought about like hey what if we open a restaurant you know we've thought about it it's like that's all it's been is just a thought just a thought mm-hmm. yeah it's understandable though being able to start a small business you get some tax cuts that'd be nice that'd be nice i mean i think my parents have thought about property before but we've never actually considered it like you know that's enough about property we don't want to get into boring taxes what, what was the topic you're going to bring up before we uh, went into this tangent it was a delicious tangent but uh, i was just gonna ask it's it kind of seems uh, like a zero to a hundred thing now, like. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna ask, is there something that you would die for? Like, I would like, just like kill myself if I if I was able to do it. Something like that. I mean, like, is there something you're willing to put your life on the line for? Uh, can this be like? eating at a cafe in Paris and then someone kills you at or does it have to be life threatening just anything I was thinking like in terms of like is there an idea or a belief that you would stand and die for like you'd be willing Uh, to put your life out there on that line okay if you're saying belief and idea we can go into a bunch of stuff like I mean you know you could be martyred for being a Christian or you could be like have to stand up for your right for who you love, you know? But, I mean, if you're talking personal enjoyment, I'd probably be okay if I died. I don't know. I, I think I value my life too much. Too much for any belief that you don't, like, devote yourself to, right? Yeah, because, like, if someone's, like, you can have, like, one amazing life experience, but we kill you after, I wouldn't do it. Hmm. That makes it's sense. the same. It's the same with uh, selling your soul. I never, I never could justify selling my soul to like the devil or something to be like an amazing piano player. Oh yeah, no. Maybe. What do you mean maybe? <laughs> okay, look, I've thought about it, right? I thought uh-huh. about like I told you about this movie. Uh, it's called A Dark Song. It's where this Mm -hmm. uh, lady and this occultist, they perform a ritual so that she can talk to her guardian angel. And they have to tap into some dark forces in order to reach that point. 
but the mm-hmm. thing is it's almost like selling your soul like you're putting your soul on the line right your very existence on the line against uh, yeah. against some unknown creatures out there that might be waiting for your soul you know that might be waiting for an opportunity to kill you or something and yeah, I... her motivation was uh interesting uh i don't want uh mute us for the next 10 20 seconds so she wanted to bring her son back to life mm. or like talk to him one more time something like that i forgot if it was the exact motivation but she just wanted to talk to her son again and oh. she felt like it was worth forsaking everything she knew and loved to do that okay I mean, we can just censor that bit, you know, in the end, so that there's no spoilers. Yeah. Just just put a big, long beep over it. It's a great movie, but the ending kind of sucked in some ways, but I think they just ran out of budget by then. See, I don't know. I could never... I, I would never think anything would be worth, like, losing your life or selling your soul over. Like, I know, obviously, you have to have something. That's why you brought up the question, so I'm going to ask. What what is your thing that you would lose your soul over, lose your life? I mean, when you said that, like when you were talking about an amazing life experience, I've thought mm-hmm. about that. Like, but it depends on how long the experience would be. You know, uh, would it be mm-hmm. at the end of my life, or would my life be cut short in order for that to happen? Ah, uh, okay. But, I. Uh, Another thing I was thinking about was, like, you know how in the past people have fought for freedom in their countries and stuff? Or, like, fought for a belief? Yeah. And ended up dying for it? Mm-hmm. Sometimes willingly dying and then screaming out, like, this is for my belief, that kind of thing? Yeah. I was thinking about that. Is there any um. belief today that you would die for? Or, like, some people would die there for their family, so that's something. Okay, fa- family, yeah, family, um, probably loved ones, like, I'd put down my life for my friends. Other than that, I really don't want to die for an oil business, you know? <laughs> oh, we're getting into some uh, pretty <laughs> heavy topics there. I mean, okay, we can just mention it once, and I'd, I'll be honest, it's like, I respect the military, but I'll be honest, I do not want to go and die because uh, Chevron needs more oil. You know, that's, that's not my life goal. I just do not want to die. Well, I don't want to work towards something and die fighting for a country that, like, doesn't give a shit about me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. I think family, friends, I think those are the only things I'll die for. Not even a lover? Okay, well, I think lover would be considered family, you know? Okay, okay. At a certain point, I, I'd put that in the family category. Okay, fair enough. I don't know, man. Family, so, I understand. I, w- I would do that, but mm-hmm. friends, iffy. So you're saying you wouldn't put down your life for me? I'd put, For you, sure, but, you know, like, other friends I'm iffy about because I don't know where they stand. Like, it's that awkward feeling where you're, like, you're not... You've been friendly with them. You've hung out with them. But, like, mm-hmm. you've never outright said, you're my friend. 
Well, see, those aren't friends. Those are acquaintances. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I thought I was close to them, but then the other day I was talking to him. He was like, it was so weird. I was, I was kind of sleepy and a little buzzed then. Like, my head was not screwed on correctly, so I said, yeah, I yeah. value my friendship with you. He was like, I was like, you're like my brother, you know? Mm-hmm. And he like kind of shuts me said. down. Oh. He was like, yeah, that, yeah, we're not really that close, dude. That that That's an acquaintance right there. Yeah, that's, that, that's not a... Friend. That uh, fucking hurt. Because it's yeah, like, I mean, I've hung out with this guy. We've, we went to each other's house, we've, houses. We've helped each other out in pretty rough times. Mm-hmm. And he had, and he said that. So, yeah. That's pretty painful, you know. That that's not a friend. That's just a guy, you know. Yeah. Wait. It it just kind of sucked to hear. Yeah. I mean, so if okay, if let's say. Okay, let's say let's let's make up a theoretical example, right? Let's say you have him and he's in the middle of the street and there's a car coming towards him. Would you save him if you knew you would die? If I knew for sure I would die or there's like a high chance. If you knew for sure you would die but he would live, would you save him? I mean, I want to say yes, but after what he said, after what he said to me the other day, I'm just thinking to myself damn I don't think he'd do the same like okay. judging by his reaction I don't know if he mm-hmm. was just saying that or like what cause he and I are in a group of three friends right Yeah. him me and this other guy he was like you two are closer you two are closer friends I was just there for the ride mm-hmm. so I'm not sure if he said that like out of out of jealousy or like if he just felt like he didn't belong you know where it's like he might just be saying that because he doesn't think he doesn't see us as being that close yeah damn you you, you kind of made it hard to go on with the conversation man yeah Got all deep and sad deep and sad no because it's like course like you know i saw this dude as a bro you know like an older brother figure i can look up to because mm-hmm. he's older than me but it's like now what do i even say now, now he's just a guy man he's just a guy it's just a guy you know it's kind of like it's kind of like anakin and darth vader they're two separate people but they're the same body you know I don't know. Maybe I just like think to myself. Maybe I think of people like as being closer to me than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was just lying to myself there. I I kind of thought the same thing too for a long time with a lot of people. So I completely understand what you mean. Like, there's this fear in us, you know. Well, in me, that's like, if I say something like that to them will they reject what i'm saying or will they agree with me like if i said 
you're like a brother to me. Yeah, I. It, it's just anxious. You know, you're anxious. I feel the same way with a lot of people. That's why I don't open up to my guy friends too much. Other than you. Yeah, Wait, so than... then who Huh? Wait, so then who do you open up to? Uh, you, uh, occasionally this other guy I know. He and I have been friends for years, so it's like. Mm -hmm. It's understandable. He's one of my closer friends. Yeah. So you open up to him, me, and the uh, ten people who find the podcast. Ah, shit. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about you guys. All right. Uh, well, we can move on to uh, another topic. We can come back you know, to the sad boy hours anyways. Yeah, you know, we'll just we'll just shift over. I had actually a topic prepared for today, you know? Ooh, okay, so, let's hear it. So, um, you know, it needs a little bit of context, right? So it's kind of topical. When I was writing it up, I was like, how am I going to work this in? It's kind of an interesting theory, but it's not really that topical. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, yeah, the big app TikTok is getting banned, right? So I was like, oh, shit, this worked. I was like... There's people on this app who have made their entire career and are famous only because of this app. And one of those people is um, internet celebrity Charlie D'Amelio, right? You, you know about her, right? Of course. The one everyone was obsessing over to do the WAP dance. Grown-ass ah, men yes. asking and harassing her mom for not releasing her underage daughter doing a sexualized dance. Ah, yes, uh... 40-year-old men on Twitter adding her mother to let her daughter do the dance. Very, very classy act from the internet. But I will say this. I do believe her father sold his soul. And I think it works exactly with what you were talking about earlier, you know? So, Are you talking about the crossroads? I, or... hmm? Are you talking about the crossroads thing we talked about? No, like, just the whole concept of, like, would you sell your soul or would you give up your life for one experience, right? Okay. So, I'm not, I, I can't prove if he sold his soul to the devil or if he figuratively sold his soul, where it's, like, he's giving up all of his, like, um, morals and his ideals. But I do think there is something fishy going on here, right? So, Wait. I have some data and information. So... Let's see. Charlie, right. So this random girl on the internet, she blew up in 2019, right? So mm -hmm. what's interesting is that she blew up in November 2019. But her family, so like my whole theory is if you can follow <clears throat> if you can follow my awful logic. Mark. Mar okay. Are you okay with me going like way back into the timeline? Uh how far back? Uh, I mean, like, I don't know, to around, like, 2017, right? Shoot. Are you still there? Go ahead. It's taking a drink. Okay. Yeah, so, 2017. Mark D'Amelio. Mark D'Amelio is an actual politician, right? He's a Republican candidate in Connecticut. So, right. in 2017, he, write, he tried to run for an at-large representative on the Norwalk Public Schools of Education in Connecticut, right? Mm -hmm. So so looking at it, it's kind of fishy, right? The first thing I notice is that this man is running as a Republican. 
So Connecticut is 50% Democrat and only like 32% Republican, which is kind of weird. It kind of makes sense why he'd lose because he's obviously not the reigning party, right? He's literally just some guy. And so then it gets even weirder, right? In 2018, he tries to run again as a Republican candidate, but instead of for the Board of Education, he runs for the Connecticut State Senate, right? Wait, okay, so... Okay, wait, I'm processing this information here. So, Mm -hmm. her father, this celebrity has a father who's in in the political spectrum. Well, who's uh, on the right side of the political spectrum, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. But he also he also holds a pretty high position well see he holds no position what do you mean he he lost right he tried to run for the public board of education for schools and then he tried to run for the state senate and he lost both of them oh (laughs) okay that must be tough so see i'm thinking so once he lost right in 2017, he tried to cross file as an independent, which I think is interesting because Connecticut's 32% Republican, 50% Democrat, and 18% independent. If he cross files as Republican and independent, he should have theoretically 50% of the votes, right? So already, one thing I wanted to point out was that already this man is abandoning his morals. He's figuratively selling his soul to become, to try and become the man who wins, right? He's like the Joker. He's defeated by society. He's never offered a leg up, right? Are you are you following? I'm following. So you're saying he was on the ropes for this one? Yeah, he. Well, see, he wasn't even on the ropes. He just lost. He just like flat out <laughs> lost. All right, but okay. So, so he already. You can already see that he's a bit of a slime ball. The way he's trying to appeal to both both the Democrats and the libs libertarians or independents my bad my bad yeah republicans and independents see that's well see i wouldn't call him a slime ball yet right (laughs) okay so here's the thing where i'm like starting to think that this man is trying to manipulate his way into higher power right either it could be politics or it could be hollywood but i'll mention that later right so Charlie, right? She's she's this random girl, right? She makes a video in March, and she was she did, she wasn't even viral at that time, right? She didn't go viral until July. Well, see, Mark's first video is also from July, right? So as soon as his daughter went viral, he made his family make a bunch of accounts for them, so they could like kind of hop onto his like daughter's hype train, you know. What is she famous for? I, I never got that. Um, her first video she went viral was a duet with like this user named Move With Joy. I, it was just like a dancing duet, you know? But somehow that went viral. The heck? She got on TV for that kind of stuff? Well, see, I, I have a feeling it's because of Mark, you know? Okay, it wasn't so un- this is connected. Yeah, very connected. Alright. When... The Super Bowl was this year, right? Yeah, it was this year. It's every year, but it already happened this year, right? Yeah, it already happened. Wait, did it? Shit. I, I follow basketball more. I, I don't follow football at all. I, I, I'm sorry. I follow 
I, I follow baseball, so I have no idea. Uh, when was it Super Bowl? When was uh, Super Bowl? Jamie, pull up when the Super Bowl was. February, February. So this year, so she started like officially gaining a platform in November because that's when Mark established his connection with his daughter in November, right? So that gives them enough time to join the Super Bowl because she was in a commercial in the Super Bowl, which also helped her immensely. So, see, here's the thing where I think he, like, abandoned part of his um, integrity, right? He sees his daughter blowing up and he goes, you know, how can I profit off of this? I know me and my family will make a bunch of accounts that, like, also create this, like, image of this happy dancing family, right? Yeah, this, for public image purposes. Exactly, because he does it all at the same time. She blows up in November, and then Mark conveniently also makes an account in November. His wife makes an account in November 2019. You know, so they're all they're all in on this, but, like, mostly Mark, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing where it's, like, here's my final, like, nail in the coffin where I think that it really is Mark behind this. Because, like, okay, so... You know when celebrities, they have to sign with, like, uh, what is it, talent companies and all that? Like an agent? Uh, yeah, with, like, some sort of, uh, well, for musicians, it would be, like, a record label or mm-hmm. some sort of modeling agency. Something like that. I don't know the specifics. Yeah, yeah so she, 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 she signed with a uh, talent agency, right? Oh, and here's the thing. Obviously, she's like 16. She's not the one signing paper, even though she's the biggest one. So when they sign with, uh, it, it's called Outshine Talent, which will come in. It will be important later. Her whole family wasn't was in on this deal. So Mark no longer has to worry about being a politician. He made sure that his daughter her her money was also being applied to him and his family, you know? Okay, so he's using his daughter as the money maker of the house, right? Ex- exactly. She she's the she's the breadwinner. Mark's just sitting back enjoying this uh this money. All he has to do is sign papers. Exactly. So but see here's an interesting thing about outshine talent, right? They're not just like some random company, you know? They're actually probably one of the biggest talent agencies I could find because, like, hold on. Their list for people who they have signed with them are huge. They have Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie, Harrison Ford, Ewan McGregor, and, like, Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Wait, okay, that's pretty big. Yeah, see, that's, like, that's only, like, five people. The list goes on for, like, a whole paragraph, the actual list I found. And then it's, like, that's not even the whole list, you know? They They got their pockets deep. Okay, so let's. Wow, it's weird. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, TikTok like, star blows up is one in one Super Bowl commercial and is signed on to the same talent agencies as some pretty big names. Yes, we'll see. I don't think it was a Super Bowl commercial that blew her up. Like she blew up and then was part of the Super Bowl commercial. Mm. But she definitely was paid big time for it, probably. Yeah, probably. See, that's where I think that, like, Mark is using his daughter. Like, think about it. Outshine Talent 
it's this like big company with like a ton of big movie stars, like big name Hollywood people, and then this random girl from TikTok and her family, you know. Okay. Mark is part of the same people. Mark is like hand in hand with like Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. But my question here is, how does uh, well, let me let me take a bit of time to formulate the question. So, this career politician decides to use his daughter as a platform to make money, right? Yeah, and gain exactly. connection with some big wigs. Mm-hmm. Okay. That does. I could see why that might happen or how it might happen. It's just there's also the Hollywood satanic stuff that you got to play into this too. That's, that's connected, right? That's exactly what I was thinking cuz like this man, he like I said earlier, he's like the Joker. Society beat him down. He lost both times he ran as a politician. Other than that, I couldn't really find what he did for a living. Actually, no. He was like a CEO of some like small company, Connecticut or something. Oh, that's pretty or big. His, his wife, his wife is a model, right? So they have a little bit of money, but like this man, he tries to run as a politician, and he's beaten down by society. You know, he can't win. He can't. He can't get it. And then all of a sudden, chance and fortune fall onto him, and his daughter becomes famous. So he takes advantage of this. So he can get paid money while his daughter just does whatever, you know? Now they have a Charlie D'Amelio Dunkin' Donuts drink that they probably get money from every time someone buys it. Wait, there's a drink? Yeah. There's oh, let me a, pull that up. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of problems that, like, people people were getting mad that their kids were ordering the drink. Because you had a bunch of, like, 10-year-olds ordering this drink, but then they didn't even know it was real coffee. And so you have a bunch of angry parents trying to return it. Wait, is it not coffee? No, it's actual coffee. Oh. The heck? Yes. Yeah, so it's like you got a bunch of kids, angry parents, going and getting this drink for this TikTok star, and all of our fans are like 10 and 12. And they're like, they're all like, ah, coffee is like, so you have all these parents who come back, and I saw a bunch of people saying, oh, don't order the drink because you're because only kids are getting it and they don't even know it's actual coffee that okay that that's it's a little weird also yeah. it just looks like normalized coffee i think it is i think <laughs> it just has like a splash of caramel in it whole milk with three pumps of caramel will be officially named on duncan's menu nationwide as the charlie it's um, it's it's like the Travis Scott meal. How it's literally just Travis Scott's order. Now it's like a Big Mac with bacon. Big Mac. Exactly, with it's bacon. exactly like that. I heard it was pretty good though. I haven't tried it personally, but it does look pretty good. It's just a Big Mac with bacon though, and medium fries, not even large fries. Okay, but also the pricing for it is actually better than most, than some combo deals. Really? Yeah. Someone did the math on it, and it was like, yeah, it's cheaper just to get this combo than to, like, get the same thing but separate. Oh. Like... So you're you're saving money if you get the Travis Scott. Yeah, essentially. 
I don't know if it's actually... like huge, but it's like one or two dollars off. I mean, it's still that's. Just... I used to live off of the 99 cent store down the street from school. Me too. So like one dollar, one dollar is big for. Me too. I mean, not even just that. Just the potential that this burger would bring if they just keep it on the menu. Well, see, McDonald's said they're not done with celebrity meals. So like, obviously, they saw how big it was for them. How like how much free advertising it was. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to do more. Okay, look. I'm going to try to order the Travis Scott burger, but also make a McGangbang out of it. And for Wait, those... Like, huh? Wait, like right now? No, not not right now, but, you know, once I get in the mood for a McGangbang. For those who don't know what a McGangbang is, let me pull up the official description. Okay, so it's essentially... A secret menu item that they don't really like give out you have to just order it and then make it on your own but some places might put it together it's a McGangbang where you get where you get a McChicken and then put it in between a double cheese or a McDouble so that you can just eat it all in one go it's just, it it sounds kind of gross but also kind of good so I was thinking okay. of using that, but with the Travis Scott burger instead of a McChicken. Wouldn't that just be another quarter pounder, but you put bacon in it? Maybe. Maybe. But I feel like it would be something I should try, or at least do the science on it. You know? I'll, I'll be honest. In theory, in theory it sounds good, but in practice it's probably nasty. Probably. It is kind of a sloppy burger. See? Hold on. Sorry. Uh, um, I can confirm that it's probably nasty because when school was still in session, you remember those commercials for Jack in the Box, uh, Five for Five, right? Where they had the chicken burger, but it was like five patties with like five slices of cheese and it was like super big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I went and got one, you know? So I was like, okay, you know what? I... I have a free day, I'll go and get myself the Jack in the Box 5 for 5. So I went and got it, and it was literally the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. It was like, in in moderation, like those, those little burgers can be fine, you know, it's like a little bit of chicken, a little bit of cheese, but when it's like a giant chunk of like, a giant, like it's literally a giant cube of chicken and cheese, it's like, that you're like, Having to like dig through, it's literally the most disgusting thing you'll ever eat. Uh, that's tough, because you know how some things are so disgusting, it's kind of good? Like, uh, like, like french fries, like with tons of chili? Yeah, or french fries with like a ton of, uh, ton of garlic salt, some, uh, maybe some peppers some beef mm -hmm. and some green onions on it maybe a, some cheese melted on top yeah it's kind of gross but at the same time you don't want to put it down <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh i was thinking it might be like that like the normal mcgangbang looks pretty good already you know like i'm not gonna lie i would eat that no problem 
I don't know. After that, Jack in the Box 5 for 5, I don't... Like, I'll try it, but it doesn't look appetizing. Like, look at the picture of it. It just looks like... Like, big chunks of bread. There's more bread than meat, man. There's... Okay, there's four slices of bread to three slices... The three chunks of meat. And like I understand how a burger works, how there's more bread than meat. But like that's too much bread. That's why you sauce it up, bro. You gotta get that shit wet. Either but, that or add the, some upgrades on your own, you know? Add a bit more cheese to it. But then wouldn't that make it worse? You add another slab of cheese, it starts to all like conglomerate together, how like all starts fusing. And then you add more sauce, and then it gets all soaked. I don't know. I, I mean, we should try it, but it looks disgusting. Look, Nathan. Nathan. That yeah. is the type of thing I would eat before or after a workout at the gym. Like, if I were to build mass, mm -hmm. like, that would be what I eat. Okay, so... Look at this beauty. One... Here, let me pull it up. I'll probably edit the picture in later, but... Look at this beauty. Wait. It's disgusting. This one has... What? Disgusting. Okay. Yeah. It might be gross, but it's not that gross. Here. Look at this. It's, it's pretty damn gross. It's gross, but not in, like... Not in a slimy way. It's just... It might, you might have to unhinge your jaw a bit. That's that's the picture I looked at. Like, there's so much bread. It's like, okay, take out the at, bread. But then you ruin the integrity of the McGangbang. The whole point of the McGangbang is because it's those sandwiches stacked on top of each other. You're just not made to be a hedonist, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, once either we'll get we'll sneak out of quarantine or we'll wait till COVID is done. But we are gonna eat a McGangbang. We are gonna eat a McGangbang. There's even a McGangbang with fries. Someone put fries in that shit. You know, we'll, we'll have to get, like, multiple and, like, taste test them all. Uh, just looking at that picture, you can see, like, the ketchup, like, soaked into the bun. It looks nasty. You don't like ketchup? Okay, no, I like ketchup. McDonald's ketchup is my favorite, but, like, the way the picture is set up, it just looks dirty. Okay... Maybe the person just likes a lot of ketchup. I mean, okay, so when it comes to a burger, I feel like I feel like there's a certain amount of sauce you should put on. Like, you should be generous, but you shouldn't drown it. I don't know. It, I, think, I think that's too much sauce, because you can see it coming out of the sides. Of the but it's not dripping out. It might just be Whoa. spread a little bit more than usual. You don't know if it's dripping out. It could be like pulling up in the middle of the sandwich and you bite into like huge globs of sauce. I mean, it's not so bad. You have a lot of bread to work with. I, I don't know. I don't like soggy bread where it soaks up the sauce. Uh, I'm fine with soggy bread as long as like I can still... Well, as long as it's not too salty. I mean, McDonald's uh, ketchup is... I feel like it is a little bit saltier than your normal ketchup. I, I, will admit, I really like salty food, so McDonald's ketchup is, like, one of my favorite ketchups. 
but I don't know. I think there's a limit. For some reason, I've met people who have said that they eat ketchup right out of the packet, and I've never understood that. Uh, hmm. wait. Do you, you know? Do you? Uh, used to. Oops. Tense. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, when I was a kid, I would get. I was um. I was a really fat kid. Like, now I'm a little chunky. But, like, when I was little, I was really fat, you know? And I would sneak food all the time. And, like, sometimes there was nothing to eat. But you know what we did have? We would have a big Ziploc of leftover ketchup packets from McDonald's. Oh, my God. And I would go into that Ziploc and pull out a few packets, tear it open, and, like, squeeze it like a go-gurt, you know? Or you put it in between your middle and your pointer finger, and you just, like, squeeze it. And you just like slurp it all up like a gogurt. I just don't understand that. If why not just eat a gogurt? If you want to slurp because it it's up. ketchup. It's it, it's like salty. You know you're in the mood for something salty. Yeah, but ketchup. Okay, you're talking to the man. Well, okay, I was a boy. <laughs> but, but I would go into the fridge and just like grab a spoon and put like barbecue sauce on it, or like mustard. Okay, look, I can't, I can't harp on you too much because I've eaten peanut butter out of the jar, but that's more acceptable than what you're doing. Okay, it was past tense. Peanut butter out of the jar, I still do that every now and then, you know? But, like, when I was younger, I would just get, like, a piece of toast and then mustard. Piece of toast and mustard. Wait, you just ate mustard on that? Well, sometimes I would skip the toast. Ew. And just have mustard. How do you, you do know, that? I, okay, you get your mustard container, you get a spoon, like a big spoon, and you squirt as much mustard as you can in the spoon, and then you like just eat it like pudding. Yuck, bro! I don't do that. <laughs> I've well, never okay. done that. <laughs> I don't do it anymore, but at some points I did. It. That's just kind of gross, man. Like, look, hunger makes a man do questionable things, okay? I don't think that even fills you up. Oh, it did. It did? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, sometimes I wouldn't want to, like, make... I didn't want to make scrambled eggs for breakfast when I was little. So, you know, you take the easy way out. There's a container of ketchup. There's a container of mustard. You know? Sometimes if I was feeling a little exotic, you know, you'd put that in a tortilla. and just have, like, a ketchup burrito. Alright, I'm sorry. I, I've I've completely disconnected from this uh, aspect of the conversation. Ketchup, tortilla? Or mustard. Okay. You I know, can't even nothing... talk bad about that, because once I was so desperate for food, I put relish on pita bread. Uh, I was going to say, that was... That was... That was regular. That was a regular for me. <laughs> what? Alright, you Look, just ate that all the time? Not all the time, but it was like a once every two weeks type of thing when I was young. Once every two weeks? Eh. That's not so bad, but... but... Okay, the ketchup packets was a lot more frequent. <laughs> so you, ju you would just raid that whole stash? Exactly, like, um... You know how, like, there's those little Mexican candies that you just go and you grab and you eat in one bite? 
Sure. That that was me with ketchup packets. Okay, so, so this is a side thing. Have you ever eaten scrambled eggs with ketchup? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's... I used to live off of that. Yeah, I still kind of live off of that whenever I have ketchup. So, like, I understand this taste and desire for ketchup. Mm-hmm. It's just... By itself is just too much, man. It's too much. See, when I was little, I used to have this wild thing with condiments, you know? It was like whenever we went out to eat, I would have so much ketchup that, like, my fries, I would eat fries, they would get soggy because they were, like, soaked with ketchup. Like, I would have more ketchup than fry. Like, I remember when I was little, um, my aunts, they were like, all right, what do you want to eat for your birthday? And I said this, like, without an ounce of irony. I was like, for my birthday, I want a big, you know those big, like, uh, I don't know what they're called, those 10-gallon bowls they have for Halloween candy? Yeah. Like, uh, Halloween, like, the ones they put out there, right? Like, on the porch. Mm-hmm, like those massive bowls, right? Okay. I, I wanted one of those massive bowls, and I wanted them to fill it with ranch. Like, with, like, Hidden Valley Ranch, just to the top. And then I wanted them to get a smaller bowl with, like, lettuce in it, and I just wanted them to pour the lettuce in. Like, I legitimately... <laughs> The, when I was little, the only reason I would eat salad was because I loved ranch. Like, I would eat ranch by itself. So, like, whenever I had salad, it was never because I legitimately liked salad. It was just because I wanted something to eat ranch with. Okay. For some reason, that thought put was kind of gross. Like, he put a really <laughs> gross thought into my head. What, what type of thought? Just a little version of you just consuming an entire bowl of Hidden Valley Ranch, just <laughs> drinking it up, and occasionally chewing once you hit some lettuce. <laughs> just like drinking it and then like that random chew, and then you just go back to drinking. <laughs> yeah, Oh. I mean, I used to drink ranch out of the bottle, but I think that goes without saying. A little gross. It's kind of like that Eric Andre skit. That who? <laughs> the Eric Andre uh, skit with the ranch. Oh, yeah, that, that was like me. Yeah, I don't know if he was actually drinking ranch or, or <laughs> what. He probably was, just to live up to the character. You know, since we're here on the subject of ranch, there's one thing I want to say with ranch is that Hidden Valley Ranch doesn't hit like it used to. Like, it tastes kind of gross now, but, like, there's this one uh, burger place by my house where they have, like, these really good chicken strips, and they have amazing ranch. It's literally the best ranch in the world. Okay, that does sound good. I don't know, chicken strips can never go wrong with that. You can never go wrong with a little chicken tendies, you know? Exactly. Chicken but, tendies are... Look, I, I don't I don't hate on... I don't make fun of anyone who orders chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. They're like big boy chicken nuggets. Okay, hold on. I will make fun of you if you get chicken tenders, if we're at like a nice restaurant, and then you order chicken tenders. 
What's wrong with that, bro? It's like you gotta you gotta expand your palate. You can't be living off of chicken tenders and and like soggy fries whenever you go out to eat. You know, you gotta you gotta try new things. You gotta you gotta live life to the fullest. You don't always have to do that though. Like, think about it. If you're living life just having chicken tenders, and then you like level up your game in chicken tenders by ordering at like a fancy restaurant where the chicken tenders will be like world class you're, you're gonna okay. get a step up there wouldn't that, you want to try that yeah that's an exception but like let's say we go let's say we go to downtown la right, right. and i take you to this super fancy restaurant you know and like i order some like pasta with like lobster i don't know and then you go you go to the kids menu and you order two chicken strips meals i'm never going to eat out with you ever again whoa 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 so you telling me that you wouldn't respect my order of chicken tenders? Like, what if I just didn't like eating pasta at the... Like... Then order a fancy pizza. Like, it doesn't have to be only a pasta place. Like, okay, it's like, if you don't like pasta, then we're not going to go to a pasta restaurant. But if we go to, like, a restaurant where there's tons of options, and you pick chicken strips from the kids' meal... I'm not going to take you out to eat anymore because you can't appreciate different types of foods, you know? I can appreciate different types of food, but to just disrespect my order of chicken tenders, I mean, come on, think about it here. What if I bought that those chicken tenders for both of us to share, and this is how you act? Then you can share with yourself. Look, being able to share chicken tenders with someone... Like, sharing fries is one thing, right? That's kind of a mm -hmm. given if you share fries. And maybe chicken yeah. nuggets. But the third level, chicken tenders. That's like, that's a level of trust, a bond. You you can't just disrespect that. Look, in a restaurant setting, if you order something to share, it should be noted that, you know, you two are just chilling. You're bros. Like, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with ordering uh, something that might be seen as offensive like i'm trying to Wait, defend chicken strips here you're you're failing you're failing horribly how am i failing I just, it, you can never go wrong with chicken tenders but like if you order off the kids menu chicken tenders at like a restaurant like let's say let's say there's like some breaded chicken parmesan you know fine get that get like the fried chicken for adults, but if you order chicken tenders off the kids menu, I'm gonna judge you. If we're at like a nice restaurant, if you go to like a burger place and we get whatever you want, I don't care what you get, you know? But if we're at like a sit down restaurant where like we have to wear a nice suit and you order chicken tenders, I'm judging you. Look, I was on this, I was at this restaurant once with my family and I wanted to look fancy. So I was like, okay, order me the vegan uh, Indian curry. Cause that was the only thing that sounded good. Mm -hmm. And, like, I fucking hated it. While well, my brother ordered the southern fried chicken with fries, and, man, he, that looked more enjoyable than my fucking shitty curry, okay? I, from that day on, I was like, do not, I will not disrespect the traditional foods. Well, I don't know if chicken tenders would be considered traditional, but they're traditional in my book. They're, they're traditionally American. Are they? Uh, I don't know. 
I really don't want to look up the history of chicken tender. I do. Let me check real quick. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if there's like a long history where people have died for uh, chicken tender recipes. I'm sure chicken tenders have been a long, as long as something. Oh. Remind oh. me never to share chicken tenders with you. Well, no, 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 I'll share them. It's just if we're at like an elevated restaurant. Don't order the tenders. Oh. Would you say chicken tenders are the same as chicken fingers, or...? I think... Okay, because the Wikipedia says chicken tenders, chicken goujons, chicken strips, tendies, or chicken <laughs> filet are all the same thing. They... Oh. Yeah, it seems like it, right? Yeah. History of Apparently. the chicken fingers. Are, do you see the same article about the New Hampshire restaurant? Yeah. The heck? Huh. I, I would have thought that they would have been around for like hundreds of years. I, Me too, honestly. Because I know in the 1700s they had fried chicken recipes. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't think it would be too far off. Okay, so for our viewers, chicken tenders were invented in 1974. By some New Hampshire restaurant. So, that's something interesting you can tell your mom tonight. Okay, fine. I will concede. In a restaurant setting, it would be more appropriate to order something that isn't chicken tenders. Or, But, it really depends on, like, the cuisine of the restaurant. Okay? Okay. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll agree, you know? Like, you can like go to we... a sushi restaurant and order, order a hamburger. Exactly. You know, so, okay, I, we can agree, you know? So, we can still share chicken tenders, right? Maybe. Okay, and the maybe is good enough. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, I guess, like, since you've never been to Korean barbecue, right? I no, I've never been. Right, so I wouldn't expect you to order like a pizza there. Well, obviously not. I'd order whatever they're known for. Yeah, that's the respectful thing to do. Like, mm -hmm. like I, I've known some people who like go to uh, what was that place? I've known some people who go to a boba restaurant. A boba shop, but for the chicken. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that's what I do. No, but like, then they go to this other place not for the chicken, but for the boba. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do too. Okay, so, so that's like, fine. Yeah, I mean, some places are do things better than their main specialty, which seems kind yeah. of sad, but also like a hidden talent. Mm-hmm. Cause like there's that place across the street from school they have this amazing like the boba the boba's kind of crap but they have like really good fried chicken french fries but then down the street there's a boba place where the food isn't good but the boba's pretty good mm. are you talking about the place uh where they have like full-on meals yeah oh that place yeah i have mm -hmm. i've tried a few things from there like their fried tofu and stuff it's pretty yeah. good i mean we, we don't want to give out names because I'd rather not get doxxed in our first week of being online. Yeah, that would suck. Ah, uh, food. Quarantine, See, all it's made me think about is food. 
See, I want to add something. Because when you mentioned you went to that place and you ordered, like, the vegan curry and your brother got, like, the chicken fried steak, that happened to me. We went to this, um, it was, like, this Colombian place. And, like, their specialty was, um, I can't remember the name, but it's fish, right? Fish? It's, like, cold fish and, like, cold vegetables. And since I'm the adventurous one in the family, I was like, you know, I'll try their, I think it was ceviche. Have you had ceviche? Uh, it sounds familiar. Let me, let me take a look. I don't remember too many food names, especially if I don't eat it often. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a Colombian, sorry, that was a mistake. It was Ecuadorian, an Ecuadorian restaurant, and they were known for their ceviche, right? And I was like, you know what, I'll try it. And it wasn't that bad, you know, it's like I had a few bites and you know, it was pretty good. But it was like a whole plate of it. So it's like I get halfway through the plate and I'm like sick, you know. The rest of my family, what they get, they got chicken fried steak and french fries. And it was like really good. But it was like I was there left to suffer with my ceviche. But see, the thing is, I like to explore my cuisine, you know. So it's like if I go place, I'll try something new, you know. Ceviche does look pretty good, but as a kid, eating that much uh, might be a lot. This was two years ago. What? Okay, see, ceviche is good, but in little amounts. I was like, it was a whole plate of, like, it was it was cold. Like, I'm not used to it, you know? So it's like a whole plate. Like, I finished it because I'm respectful, but, like, halfway through, I was like, I didn't like it anymore. No offense to anyone out there who enjoys ceviche. Like, it was very good at the beginning, but I just got sick of the fish, you know? Uh, you know? It does look pretty good, but maybe in small doses. See, that's what I thought. It looked really good on the menu. I was like, oh man, this looks good. This looks exotic. The thing is, there was like no sauce or no salt or anything. So... It's kind of just like cold shrimp and fish and vegetables. You didn't even have lime or anything to go with it? Uh, I think it... No, I don't think the one I had had lime. I don't know. I just expect most Mexican dishes or most uh, Latin American dishes... It is, have, is Ecuadorian. Uh, Ecuadorian. Is, isn't that in Latin America? Well, yeah, but you gotta be specific. Do I? I mean... Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, like some people, I've had this, I've had this conversation before with someone when it came to stuff like horchata, right? Mm-hmm. Someone was like, yeah. "The Spanish made horchata. We do it the best. You uh, Latin Americans are fucking stupid." And like the Latin Ooh. Americans were blasting back saying, "You guys suck. You don't even use actual rice for yours, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't. I think they use like a special nut." Let's see. Like, I, you can have this argument all day about everyone's, like, way of doing things. They uh, use tiger Spain. nuts. Yeah, I was going to say tiger nuts. See, I have had the privilege of having horchata in Spain, Mexico, and the U.S. And I will say my favorite has to be from Mexico, probably. From Mexico? Do they use anything special, or is it the same ingredients as most of Latin America? Um, I... I've, it's different because I think they're the ones who use rice. Like, don't quote me, I'm not one horchata master, but I really like the Mexican horchata because they had like uh, cinnamon sticks in it. Oh yeah, I think it, 
I think cinnamon should be like a staple in them, you know? Well, see, some of them have like, like, you know, King Taco, they have cinnamon in it, but like, then it gets all chunky at the bottom. They might be using some shitty powdered milk, huh? Yeah, you know, I figured out a genius way. It's like, you gotta drink all your chata, and then you let the ice melt at King Taco, and then you just mix it up, and it's literally just more chata. Oh, so you think it's more horchata, it's like a horchata powder that they're using? It's like an horchata mix. Kind of, that's, that's my theory. That just sounds kind of gross. Is it? I mean, hold on, let me Google that. How does King Taco make their horchata? I don't think that's the online. No, no slander to King uh, Taco here. I love their sopas. Those are my favorite things there. I just think they're a little overpriced. Uh, kind of. For the they're amount definitely, they give. Yeah, they're definitely not like one dollar tacos that you can get from your truck. You know. Exactly. It's like three dollars. Yeah, yeah, I can get it because like. I would go out with that. Uh, I don't want to say where, you know. That. Yeah. Let's just forget what I said. Just say Pasadena. Like Pasadena is a big city. Okay, yeah, we are from so Southern California, but um, we would go out to Pasadena with some of my friends, right? And we go to like, King Taco, and it's like if you're smart, you can get a whole meal under ten dollars, but like it's kind of small, you know. But then there's this taco truck by my house where it's like 10 bucks gets you a drink, some tacos, and then like a bunch of carne asada fries, which are amazing. Oh, that does sound good. Carne asada fries. Uh, we, we have literally listed like so many things in this one episode that we need to like go out and eat once we can go out. You know, a bunch of people might have like just tuned out just looking for food now, like gone out instead of listening to food. You know, good, good, good for them. Good you know, for they're them. making their own decisions. I mean, it kind of sucks for us because no one might be listening at this point. Well, you know, good for them. Oh man, you know, that does sound good though. I just mm. think King Taco, like, don't be like two sixty for like, like one taco. I feel like you that's what? nothing. Yeah, you know what pisses me off is that they started char they either started charging more for their green salsa or they don't even like they have limits, right? They have like if you buy this many tacos, you only get this amount of green salsa. Or if you buy this much, you can only get this amount of green salsa. And they like budget their salsa. You know that like their salsa is really good, but like they have to budget it. So they're really like skimpy with it. Mm. Yeah, that that kind of sucks when places start like skimping out on the amount of food they give. Mm-hmm. It might just be like uh, as a result of like a weakening economy or something around that area. Yeah. But it does suck for the consumers. Yeah. Even Kane's Chicken, they uh, they charge for their sauce. They do. Yeah, like uh, my parents, they went to go get it recently, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the sauce wasn't free. We had to pay." Uh, they must be being hit hard by the, uh, COVID, uh, the COVID, what do you call it? The COVID shutdowns? The COVID depression? The COVID depression. Uh, 
yeah, that this is gonna blow. Cause what I'm afraid of is that like some of the smaller restaurants I've been going to and enjoying, mm-hmm. yeah. they might be closing down because they're not getting enough business uh, from customers because of the whole virus situation. Even though people are still going out, it's still yeah. at a fraction of what it was before. Yeah, and also it's like, I think if uh, like Uber Eats and all that, if they lowered their price for delivery, they'd probably make way more money. Yeah, a lot of places are refusing to work there. Or yeah, like, like, what was it? They're saying, don't use Uber Eats or anything like that, because we don't really get that much of a cut. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this whole thing is horrible for the economy. I saw, like, I was scrolling on the internet the other day, and uh, you know how it raise, right? Wait, what? You you know Howling Ray's, right? The chicken place? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, are we, have you been there? I have not. I've wanted to go, but I just never had the opportunity. Alright, once, once, once COVID lets, lets out a little bit more, we will make an episode where we just go down to LA and we just go and eat a bunch of food and Howling Ray's is on the list, right? But I saw this video. Well, so Howlin' Ray's is like in this little, like, it's kind of like in this little, like, shopping district, right? Yeah. So there's just a bunch of, like, random stores and restaurants right next to it. And you never see anyone in them because the line for Howlin' Ray's is, like, three hours long. And everyone's there only for them. I saw this video. Apparently there's, like, this, like, people are saying it's, like, this amazing burger place that's right next to Howlin' Ray's that I've seen a million times. It's just you never bother to go in because you're always there for Howling Rays, you know? Of course. Although, now that I think about it, a business like Howling Rays has had a lot of people, like, like, it's had a lot of advertisement through videos and people doing challenges. So Mm -hmm. I don't think they'll have too much of a problem. Uh, That's just based on what I'm thinking here. They're opening a new spot in Pasadena, actually. Yeah. I don't know if I would go, though, personally. See, I would go because it's like, it's like a day trip on Saturday, you know, just to see if it's the same as the one in Chinatown. But, like, it's definitely not a take-a-quick-drive-from-school-in-between-classes type of thing, you know? I mean... You'd, you'd be there all day. Maybe. That's assuming the business, will, well, the wait time will be the same as, like, uh, the actual place in downtown, you know? True. If they get bigger kitchens, they could probably manage it a lot better. But if it's, like, the same, then it's going to be, like, a two-hour wait regardless. And, like, you can't sneak in between classes, grab a quick bite, and then run back. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like people would be waiting there just, like, They'd be waiting for something like, I don't know, uh, Chick-fil-A? Nah, it's way longer than Chick-fil-A. The line for Chick-fil-A is like 20 minutes at the worst. The line for Howling Rays gets like three hours. Hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, it would be kind of tough, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, assuming that it is the same, like, general wait time. Yeah, I, I mean, think it'll be that bad, right? 
maybe not because they obviously have to be smarter about it especially if they're move, like making a new location but like i've stood in the howling rays line for like four hours like was it not even long was it worth it you know i'm not one of those people who can like decide if things are worth it you gotta decide for yourself for me i enjoyed it you know the line is part of the experience you know the line the waiting and then you go in and you get the chicken Hmm. I was lucky though, cause that four-hour wait, they uh, let us eat inside, which like not many people get to do since it's really small. So that was pretty cool though. That does sound pretty cool, although it is kind of, it does sound kind of long, like the wait, like, like I don't even know what I would do for three hours. I mean, you kind of just stand there and you kind of shuffle forward. Yeah. Like I. I I would like to be social, but I'll be honest. I've only like ever had like five minute conversations with people in that line. Yeah, no one really wants to talk when they're in line. I've I noticed mean, some, this. Some people do. Have you ever been to Disneyland and you get like a line crush? Yeah. It's it's like that. You get the Howling Rays line crush. You know, you see the cute girl that you'll never see again. Or like that one old, uh, old mom who's hat who's taking her kids along. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to interact with those people. I mean, sometimes I just act chill. One lady, she got really mad at me because I was talking with my friend. Right? I was like, I I just randomly blurred out. I was like, oh yeah, can you imagine if they ran out of chicken? And this lady, she was in front of us. She whirled around at me and she was like. Don't you ever say that. I've been in this line for two hours. Don't you say that. I was like, geez, lady, it's a joke, you know? She, she must have been real hungry, huh? Well, I mean, you're in there for two hours, so yeah. Two hours, yeah, that would suck. I mean, if she was there for only the chicken, then yeah. I mean, that's what everyone is there for. It's like, um, every time you go, you get full. So it's like... It's it's good, you know. It's a little expensive to be on, but it's good. That does sound very good. I'm not gonna lie. Wait, what'd you say? That does sound really good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you know, like the best part is if you go, like I I went there with like four friends, right? We went and we ordered like sandwiches for each of us. The bigger your order, the more free stuff they give you. So, like, if you go just by yourself, they might give you, like, uh, another free sandwich. Or they'll give you free fries, right? Mm -hmm. Last time I went, they gave us an extra free sandwich, an extra container of fries for free, and then a container of pickles. Why pickles? Yeah, it, it's good. Because one time I went with my friend and we ordered a whole chicken, like, to split between us. And we ate the whole thing. And then they gave us fries on top of it. Huh. Now that does sound very tempting. So, Alright. Okay. I wow. I am writing I am writing this down, okay? When we are out of quarantine, me and you are gonna go to Howling Grays and we're gonna have a whole chicken. And we're going to film an episode there, regardless if people watch this or not, okay? Regardless. I mean, we could always promote it. 
I mean, I mean, who? Howling Rays doesn't make promotion. What? Oh, but like promote the podcast. I don't. I'm always just afraid of uh, promoting something out of place, like mm-hmm. a place that I go to a lot. Because then every motherfucker is gonna line up there. Like I'm not. We're not famous, but it's like, you know, if some people do see it, you know. Well, I mean, it depends on how good our uh, recommendations are. Uh, you're right. Because, like, can you... Yeah? Because can, like, you imagine we hype up this place and we make it sound amazing. And, like, one person who listens, they go, and it's horrible. And all of a sudden, our reputation is ruined because we made one bad recommendation. Mm, We shouldn't overhype it, we'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't hype up places unless I'm unless I'm sure like it's good or like yeah okay I might hype up certain places because I don't eat that kind of stuff too often mm-hmm. like uh, I hyped up this sushi place and my friend went there with me he was like it's okay I like this other place better and I was just like motherfucker <laughs> See, I do that with my friends, right? You know Tommy's, right? The chili place? The yeah. chili burger place? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you guys gotta try it. It's like a L.A. staple. We went and tried it, and they didn't like it. They didn't like oh. it. I did the same thing with Philippe's, right? You know Philippe's, a sandwich place in L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah, so I went with some friends, and we're like, I was like, oh, you gotta try it. They got like, you can get it soaked. You can get it dipped. The sandwiches are amazing. And they all didn't like it. They're like, eh, it's okay. I've had better. It's too soggy. I'm like, ah. No place is ever perfect for some people, you know? I know. It's like, you know, if you're there, you, you can say you don't like it, but you don't have to, like, insult my the restaurant I love, you know? I, I don't know. Then I took this one girl to the sushi place, and she was, like, amazed by it. So that was a nice change of pace. It really wiped the taste of uh, hate out of my mouth. See, that's good. I've, I've never had that experience yet where someone's been amazed from my food recommendation. So usually oh. usually I just stay quiet. We should go to that sushi restaurant, right. though. Like, it's a little bit on the pricey side. But for the experience itself, it's really good. Where is it? It's in downtown L.A. I'm not going to say where, because it already sucks trying to, well, it already sucks trying to get into it. It's not, Mm -hmm. like, super crowded, but, you know. Yeah. I'd rather not wait longer than I I want to. Yeah, I get you. Ah, there's too many places out there. Yeah, we, we we should definitely go out and, like, make an episode where we just go like sit down at a place and we'll just like film it we'll talk but like food you know yeah that does sound good though it'll be like a weird mukbang episode oh do you see watch if... yeah you're not telling me you watch mukbang do you no no i don't why would i watch people eat you're saying you don't watch your friends eat should i i mean what else are you going to do go out to eat? Talk to my friends and eat my own food. But, like, if you're done eating, you have 
choice, but nothing. That's assuming that you eat slower than me. Okay, I will say something. I eat very fast. Too fast. Uh, okay, so there's this one place that I've been dying to go to where they do cheese and ribs. Mm -hmm. And it looks really good. Now that sounds disgusting, but cheese and ribs. Wait, like barbecue ribs and then like cheddar? Korean barbecue ribs. You, you know, I'd be down to try. I would really like to try. Oh. Honestly, I'll try any new food. I mean, I'm down to try so much food, but the problem is... I just don't know if the people are down to try with me. See, I will literally eat anything, right? Um, me and my friend, we've been trying to get this, um, one of our other friends. Like, she's like, she doesn't like to try new things, right? So he's like, alright, we'll have some Vietnamese food. You know, like the, the baby chicken in the egg? Oh no, I don't know. That, what is that? Okay, so it's like this egg, right? And there's like a chicken fetus inside of it. And you eat the chicken fetus in the egg like it's cooked but you eat the chicken fetus and it's like a whole it's literally a whole chicken baby he chose the grossest way to describe that well that's what it is i don't know how else to describe it hold on let me try and find the actual name chicken i know what it is already i'm just fucking with you yeah, I, so... I, I ate it the other day <laughs> yeah it's well, see... yeah see i haven't had it and i want to try it right like i'm down to try anything and we're trying to convince this other girl to try it. And she's like, no, I don't want to try anything new. So it's like, she won't she won't be down to do it. But it's like, I will literally eat any. I feel like for certain foods, especially Asian foods, you gotta like... You gotta ease people into it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, okay, for Vietnamese food, you gotta, you gotta work up to it. Just mm -hmm. like with some Japanese food. Yeah. Like, uh... Okay, so, you would start off with pho. Mm -hmm. That's something easy you can start off with. Because it's just beef noodles. Yeah, easy. Have, have you tried it? Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, you've tried only the place across the street, huh? No, I've had it at other places. Alright, cool. Because the place across the street sucks dick i don't know why people go there the only thing good about it are their sandwiches see i i haven't had the pho there i've just had their sandwiches oh yeah this the two for one sandwich yeah yeah well, no there was there was three for two was there yeah because they had um if you buy two you get one free but only for takeout oh i don't know for see, takeout see. just for takeout yeah, it was only for takeout. Nah, see, I took advantage of that so many times. It was a good deal. It honestly is. I got the chicken one all the time. I got the pork. I really like it. The pork? Like the one with the slices? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Ah, oh. oh, you're making me more hungry. I'm just starving on the inside. My soul is starving. I need some something to eat in order to fill my soul, you know? You're, you're giving me more ideas. You mentioned soul. You mentioned soul food. Ah. I've never tried soul food, but I'm afraid it, 
that like my my experience with people telling me about how good it is is overhyping it. Oh, you know we should go to the soul food place in uh, L.A. Uh, it's like M&M soul food. I saw it on Conan once, and they like literally drowned everything in gravy. It's like one of those things where it looks kind of gross, but at the same time sounds amazing. Oh, let's take a look at some pictures here. It's M&M soul food. Oh, you were like, not wrong about the gravy. Yeah, they like literally drown it. The mac and cheese leaves a bit to be desired. Well, let me find a picture of the mac and cheese. See, we gotta go out and try these places, man. Oh, what's what's wrong with the mac and cheese? It just looks too... It just looks like the school lunch mac and cheese that you would get in elementary. I was homeschooled, so I can't relate. Okay, but it... Just... It, it, the color just doesn't seem... It doesn't look appealing, but like, it probably tastes really good. It looks good. It's like, to me, it looks good. It looks like, a, you know, when you get the brownie, like the crusty edge, it looks like that. You think so? I think the chicken okay. looks really good, though. That's something. Yeah, the, the gravy, too. I, I would love to drown everything in gravy. Let's see. I feel like I would have a heart attack if I went all out at this place, though, in terms of, like, uh, my hunger and desire to consume. See, what we used to do with my family, we used to go to Not Berry Farm when I was younger, and we would get like, so there would be like four of us, and then we'd go to that chicken place, the fried chicken place, mm -hmm. and we'd get like two or three meals, and we'd split that between us, you know? I think we, if we went, we would do that. That way we don't kill each other and suffocate on pure gravy. Hmm. Wait, let me see if there's a way to eat more without, like, killing yourself. <laughs> like, I wanna... Okay, you know how, like, in some some cases people are like, Oh, I'm gonna starve myself for a few days before mm -hmm. this big meal, like Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Yeah. Is there a way to do that? No. That doesn't okay. work, right? No. You wanna know my evidence? Okay. Ar oh. Arthur. The old episode of Art where Buster was like in a hot dog eating contest. And so he was like, oh, you know, I'll starve myself so that I'm like super hungry for the contest and I'll eat as much as I can. And so he starved himself and like he only ate a few hot dogs, even though he was super hungry. But then this other guy who had been training to eat hot dogs every day beat him easily and ate way more hot dogs, even though he was like not starving, you know? Okay. So I cite Arthur as my evidence. You don't train... Okay, so according to some professional eaters, you train yourself... Yeah, so like you said, train yourself to eat more and more so that you're ready for the big event. Oh, we're going to have to eat a lot of food before then, huh? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't have to eat competitively. We just we just go and we share a meal, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, break world records. I'm not here to break world records either, but you know, 
I want to get something in. Okay, you you can eat competitively if you want. I'm just there to like, maybe have like some chicken, drown it in gravy, some mashed potatoes, some mac and cheese. You know, not kill myself, but like, not stuff myself either. Like you remember that one episode of Regular Show where they they were just eating, like for that competition, and there was like the, a strategy uh, to it. The um the excellent challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, there's a YouTuber, um, like uh, he makes food from TV shows and movies, and he made the excellent omelet, and it's actually really small. Like he used the exact same recipe from the show, like how they said, like whatever, eight eggs or whatever, and he said it was like super easy to eat. Are you talking about Babish? Yeah, him. He said it was. He said he never finished it himself. Yeah, but he had his, like, his, um, what is it, his, uh, interns, they just ate it. He had his friends help, yeah. So it's like, that's cheating, bro. Well, okay, I mean, he only ate, like, a few bites, though, because he, like, worked out a bunch. Okay, but he also had to eat a whole bowl of fruit salad. That's Great. a lot. Fine, fine, fine. I'd be down to eat it, though, like, I don't I mean, once COVID lets up, we should we should make it for an episode. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm writing that down in the notes. We're gonna make the excellent challenge. Excellent challenge. Maybe do a camping vlog, cause I really want to do that camping trip. <clears throat> yeah. Part of the reason why I bought the cast iron was for that. Ah, so you so you're already prepping to be a mountain man. Yeah, I mean. Why not? You know that, that, you know, that sounds fun. See, we got a lot of ideas. They're just kind of throwing off, which is good. We just got to live up to those ideas. Yeah. You know, so it's like, we're here talking, someone is listening to us, and we're just like talking about what we're going to do in the future. We got to, we got to fulfill those promises. Oh, man. Maybe I should get a Dutch oven instead dead like in addition to the pan mm -hmm. uh, i mean that I mean, might be so but that's just like a big that's just a big pot cast iron pot i mean think about it have you seen a peach cobbler like if we need a cast iron pot i can just borrow my parents they have one yeah my nice. dad cooks a bunch nice peach cobbler does sound really good right now like with a whole scoop of ice cream whipped cream getting in there you know what i'm gonna ask you to stop because i had for dinner i had an onion bagel with cream cheese and it's been a few hours and i'm, I'm starving now you haven't eaten dinner or was that your no dinner? that was my dinner oh oh it, it was good though it was tasty Okay. I got it. Well, you go first. I was going to go into a different tangent. I got to ask, how long have we been talking? Uh, an hour and 30. Do you think we should, like, cut the episode here and, like, continue it for the next episode? Mm, we could, but, you know, wouldn't you want to try a different, like, theme next episode? Oh, well, yeah, but... 
Alright, let's let's finish this tangent and then And then we can um, cut it. Yeah. You know what I overrate but everyone underrates? Mm. Pumpkin pie. Hey, 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 hold on. Everyone hold on, else on. just seems to be like, pumpkin pie is okay. See, I've only ever heard people talk about how much they don't like pumpkin pie, and I'm like the only one who legitimately likes pumpkin pie. Same, same. God, every time I talk about like my favorite pie or just my favorite dessert in general, and I come up with pumpkin pie, everyone's like, oh, that's so overrated, dude. It's not even that it's good. Yeah, it's like, okay, it's like, if I listed my favorite pies in order, it would be cherry pie, chocolate chest pie, and then pumpkin pie. Really? Yeah. Okay. See? Wow. Okay, okay, what are your favorite pies? Okay, in top three, uh, in increasing order, would be peach pie, key lime pie, and, uh, well, actually, key lime pie and... Uh, pumpkin pie are kind of tied since it depends on my mood. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I See, mean, key lime I... is just good. It, like, people, people think it's weird, but I like the lemony I taste. I haven't had key lime pie in years. You haven't? I think the la no, the last time I had anything close to key lime pie was um, those Yoplait flavored yogurts. I mean, those or are they pretty had Okay, those are good. I'm not gonna lie. Those slapped. But that's like the closest thing I've ever had to key lime pie. Key lime pie is kind of like the... If I had to say, it's... It's like the mint chocolate chip of pies. Uh, I don't like mint chocolate chip. You don't? No, I don't know. I just don't like eating... It's, it's like toothpaste. Oh, cup. You're just like every other basic casual. You're just no, like, okay. oh, it tastes like toothpaste. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, I, I don't want to brush my teeth. Like, no. okay, no, you stank ass I, breath. No, listen, I like brushing my teeth. The thing is, people, I don't like eating after I brush my teeth because then everything tastes like toothpaste and it doesn't taste like food. I don't eat ice cream to taste more toothpaste, you know? It's not toothpaste, it's mint. Toothpaste it's... just has the taste of mint. No, the mint chocolate chip ice cream is basically toothpaste, but with like chocolate. I'm sorry, I do not like mint chocolate chip. Fine, you know what? Fair enough. It's not for everyone. Although in terms of ice cream, I have to say strawberry is my favorite. Strawberry? No lie. Strawberry. Really? Either that or cherry. Really? Yeah. What, is something wrong with cherry? Uh, there's something. There's a lot of stuff wrong with cherry and what? strawberry ice cream. What? What kind aren't of like, blasphemy is this? Aren't they like super sweet? They're like, they're like, they don't even taste like cherry or like strawberry. They like, they just taste like sugar. No, I think you're eating at the wrong places. Okay, okay, you're gonna have to show me 
where you eat it that's good because I do not like any of those three flavors. God. Bet you're the type of guy who's never tried fish and chips. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. The amount of taste you have is just non-existent. Okay, did you just say I've never had fish and chips? You seem like the type. Okay, you just made the biggest mistake of your life. Okay, now we got the fish man coming in. For a solid year, when I was younger, everywhere we went out to eat, I would try and get fish and chips everywhere, alright? We went to London when when I was younger. I got fish and chips in, like, so many pubs that it was, like, I just, like, lived off of fish and chips for a week. You know, fish and chips, mushy peas, that was my life. You know, I, I am the fish and chips connoisseur. All right, man. So, have you had anything, any fish and chips over here? Like, I know in SoCal, it's like kind of iffy when it comes to um, like foods outside uh, the local cuisines. I, I've had it. I can't remember where. But, like, there's two foods that are here that I can never, that aren't, that are nowhere near as good as places where I've had them before. Fish and chips just isn't the same here. There's always, like, way too much fry. And it's, like, it's, like, gross fry, you know, where there's, like, so much fry on it. It's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. And then shawarma. You can't get a good shawarma in Southern California. Is that how you say it? Shawarma? Shawarma. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just heard. I just know the pronunciation through the Avengers movie. Shawarma. Shawarma. <laughs> I mean, we called it shawarma when we lived over in the Middle East, but like over there, we we had a bunch of good places. But here, like even like my dad works with a bunch of people from the Middle East, and so that's where we used to live. And like they even say they've never found a good shawarma place here. Oh, that sucks. I know. It's like I miss it. It was like one of our favorite things. We would go and get it, and we'd watch a movie at home. And now you can you can't get any good shawarma here. Although there's shawarma is kind of like uh, is it a Lebanese dish or just a general Middle Eastern thing? Oh, it's just um, Middle Eastern. Yeah, I believe it's Middle Eastern, but then like different places have different methods of preparing. Because some places I would go to, they'd put like in a bunch of pickled, pickled vegetables, and it was really good. And other places would have like their own sauce, which is really good. So it's kind of different wherever you get it. That does look good. Okay, but there's this, there's this like place I know uh, near a beach where like they have a bunch of shops and stuff, ice cream shops mm-hmm. and uh, burger places and stuff. Yeah. And the beach is really nice too, so. If we ever get the chance. We we have a whole bucket list of stuff to do that we can't do because of COVID. While everyone else is just going out right now. Like, I see too many people just going out for stuff they don't need, like boba, uh, mm-hmm. a meal at a cafe with their friends. And I'm just like, why the fuck am I staying inside to save you people? Yeah. You like can be just- a hero. Just, just be like us. Just talk. Call. I guess isolation's too much for some people. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird. I had, a, 
I don't know. I was homeschooled for my whole life, so this is kind of the same thing. I'm probably more social now than I ever was in homeschooling because I never called my friends. And like now I do, so I'm probably more social during COVID than I was during all my years of homeschooling. I'm kind of sort of social. Actually, uh, you see, well, I guess we can end off the cast here. We're, we're going off onto a different tangent now, but hopefully you all enjoyed this one. This was meant to be about uh, Hollywood and Satanists and how it's connected to Charlie D'Amelio's dad. But uh, I think we went off on a good tangent. I think we went off on a good tangent, too. You know, it's it's our first episode. You know, if if anyone listens to this and they have any tips, we'd greatly appreciate it. Because, you know, this is just something we're doing for fun. But we also kind of want to make it good that people enjoy. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's send it here. <laughs>